Oh, there she is. Mm-hmm. You ready to ride? Hang on. Her beauty. Oh, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. It's time for another episode of Who's Driving? Welcome to Who's Driving. I'm Wesley Turner. And I'm Stephen Merck. We're two best friends and entrepreneurs. Who's Driving is an entertaining look into the behind the scenes of our lives, friendship, and business. These are the stories we share and topics we discuss as two best friends would on a long road trip. Along the way, we'll check in with friends and offer a wide range of informative topics centered around running small businesses, social media, and all things home and garden. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. You never know who's driving or where we're headed. All we know is it's always a fun ride. And on this week's episode, we are diving into our inbox, our question box, our text messages, and doing another Q&A roundup. We like to do these ever so often, um, answer some of the questions that we get just kind of Rapid fire. That's why we have a hotline. That's right. You can always text us your questions at 864-982-5029. You can find that down in the show notes below, or you can call and leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Okay. I know we're supposed to do a Q&A question, you know, answer roundup, but before we get there, I was just thinking about a funny story. And (sighs) please don't this... I hope this isn't a humiliate Stephen again. <laughs> well, that's kind of what we're here for. I mean, you evidently can, you haven't told any stories on me. There aren't any. You're boring. <laughs> this also goes back to. I think this is not a humiliate. It's kind of a dual story. It goes back to McDonald's. You know, we okay. love to bring that up all the time, all right. and you being an owner. But mm-hmm. it also highlights because we all know you're bougie. Like, mm-hmm. at this point, you're 50 and you're bougie. Mm-hmm. You know. You I can, worked for it. You worked for mm-hmm. it. You can own it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking back to, though, when we first met. So, we I know first what you're met bring up. when I, <laughs> Daniel and I had just opened the garden store. Like, yeah. We were broke. 15 years ago. We were, I was broke. I just bought wait, one McDonald's. I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You were broke. You had just bought your McDonald's. Mm-hmm. You've talked about you were brought up with mm-hmm. humble beginnings Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so we can all appreciate that Mm -hmm. but if you just looked in now seeing you you know with your fancy things and your (laughs) bouginess you think you've had it and you've had Uh it all and you whatever Uh so i think people will appreciate this story Mm -hmm. when i first met steven this (laughs) dude over here Mm -hmm. was driving well, you had, I think you already had a nicer car, maybe a BMW. Yeah, I had a new BMW. Okay. I wasn't that poor, but I, yeah, but I had a BMW. You were driving this 1991 Honda Civic. Yes. Powder blue. Remind you, 1991, <laughs> and this was 2009 or uh-huh. 2010. So uh-huh. it was a beater car or uh-huh. whatever. It would have been 2009. And Stephen would load up the push mower uh-huh. and go push mow the grass at his McDonald's. Uh-huh. I couldn't afford a landscaper. <laughs> and to think back to you doing that now is hilarious. <sighs> it was awful. I mean, we've all done things. You know, I've told stories mm-hmm. of us starting out and we started our first store with just $20,000 mm-hmm. and scraped mm-hmm. by and we're broke and, you know, all of that. It's those things that make you rich one day. Yeah. It's those mm-hmm. things that make you work even harder mm-hmm. to get out of having to mm-hmm. do those things. And it makes you a better human. Yeah. Um, 
But but I don't want to go back. I know. Can you <laughs> really? imagine no. doing that now? What no. were you thinking? And then Stephen kept that car for a long time. Till it died. Because then he started doing a little better. You got McDonald's rolling mm-hmm. and you bought a new, I think it may have been the Mercedes. I got a new, no, I got a new, another new BMW. Okay. I started buying you know, you upgraded your car, uh-huh. but he would not drive the new BMW to his McDonald's because he didn't want his employees to be judging him. Uh-huh. You felt weird about spending the money. Finally, one of my managers said to me one day, you know, I was rolling through in this car and that car was so low to the ground. Do you remember? <laughs> it, it was, was like, like sitting on the ground. Yeah. And I was going through and. She said to me, and she'd worked for me for 20 years or so. She said, why don't you drive this car? And I said, well, I mean, first of all, it saves miles on my nice car. And I I mean, I have it. My mother, it was my mother's car from a million years ago. It was just sitting in the garage. And I said, can I have this car? And she was like, I don't care. Take it. Mm -hmm. She was like, I said, and I just don't like people. I don't want people thinking I'm rich. Yeah. And she busted out laughing. The manager. Yeah, the manager. And she's like, sweetheart, you could come here on a bicycle and they're going to think you're a billionaire. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Right. Like, you're not changing. She said, is not you driving this car, they don't think you're not rich. They think you're an idiot. <laughs> And I just died laughing. It was the first, first time, time somebody really told me the truth. And I kind of thought about it and I was like, well, hell, I guess she's right. Yeah, their perception is their perception. Mm-hmm. And your perception, and this goes for anybody, to different groups of people is very different. There's always going to be people that have it more is. money than you that mm-hmm. are going to perceive you differently. There's going to be people who have more money than you and don't perceive you any mm-hmm. differently mm-hmm. than you are. But when but you do own a McDonald's, I'm going to tell you, when you own a McDonald's, like when I bought my first McDonald's, I was, there's poor and then there's like 10 levels below. I was 10 levels below. But when you own a McDonald's, people instantly, you're a billionaire in people's eyes. Uh huh. Perception wise. Uh-huh. The perception is, and so any work you have done, anything you buy, any, you know, there is just gouge, gouge, gouge. Right. It's very disappointing. Well, and it's like, you know, when we opened the garden store and then our garden store, thankfully, took off from the beginning. We had huge support and still do from the community, but I'm talking back in the days when mm-hmm. we were poor. We were poor. We were living like day to day, sales to sale, you know, in a rental, in a rental to get it off the ground. And Mm -hmm. we were committed to doing that. But I can remember, you know, a couple of years in, and then we would be out in, you know, the grocery store or whatever, and people, oh, hey, how's it going? Oh, y'all are killing it. You're just, y'all are just rolling in it, it. just rolling in it. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. rolling in it. Rolling, rolling in, in the shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it's always funny people's perception mm-hmm. of you. And then remember, you told me like one time, because with McDonald's, you have to do things like you have to do upgrades mm-hmm. and upkeeps or you're, you know, mm-hmm. they judge you on that. There's Great national team. standards like right. with McDonald's. Now, do I think they're consistent across the United States? Obviously no. not. But there are uh, national standards that you have to meet. 
But remember when you were broke still, still new owner, and you painted the building yourself? Uh, yeah. Because it had to be done. It was the old red and white. Yeah. Yeah. And you painted the building yourself. Uh-huh. I can't imagine you doing that. So it makes you appreciate and people don't know that side of the they story. They don't know that. Yeah. And the, uh, and the other thing I did that was even worse is I sealed and striped my parking lot. Oh, that's a chore. <laughs> that was the worst, most miserable thing I've ever done. Yeah. Because you had to, how did, did you roll on it the black It weighs top? a thousand pounds. Like, like you buy five gallon buckets and I swear they weighed more than I did. And then you had to pour that out and you have to squeegee it mm. around so it's like the a park. coating. Because I've it's, never done that. We've had it done at the retail stores, but we hired someone. And we will from here forward. Oh, Lord. Mm -hmm. That's that's crazy. Good old old days. See, that's the work that people don't see that gets you to where you are. Mm -hmm. And then they they just immediately always think, oh, he just ended up doing good. Poof. Yeah. Yeah. But there's always a backstory. Oh, Lord. Okay. So let's get into some listener questions. I wrote some down. I haven't told you these. Yay. Um, You might have your own along the way or something. I'm not sure. But let's get into it. The first one, I thought this was a pretty good one. I don't, Mm -hmm. I mean, we've discussed different pet peeves, but someone asked, what's the biggest pet peeve? What's your biggest pet peeve? And I have two. I have a kind of business related pet peeve. And I have multiple on everything. But these were the two. I have a lot. Kind of like a personal pet peeve. My biggest thing, my general biggest pet peeve of anything always is, and this sounds so ugly, Uh I don't like smelly people. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... mm. Who does? I mean, it, but it bothers me. Be aware. Yeah. And I'm not talking if I go to the gym in normal workout sweat. No. That doesn't bother me. But while we're on this subject, there is a gentleman at the gym. If you go to the Life Center in Greenville, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> um, obviously, everyone there's Working profession, and right. they're And they're professional. You know, they're not homeless people so right i'm not being mean but this one man i do not know what it is he's not dirty yeah he's not dirty he is probably very well-to-do person but when he works out he stinks that's it's not it's not i wonder do you think it's a diet thing and then he's like sweating. It's out not something. like curry. It's not that curry. I I can deal, you know, because a lot of Indian people will smell like curry. I'm fine. Or with some that. people smell like garlic. They eat a lot of garlic. I'm and then good sweat, with that. Yeah. No, this is a stench, and it's not like rotten ass. Like he doesn't <laughs> bathe. It's not. It's not. It isn't a. It isn't filth. Is yeah. what I'm saying. It is. Legit, his and it just disgusts me. Mm. Well, that's a okay. I have two. So, my biggest pet peeve, and you'll know this to be true business related wise, is I'm very intuitive a lot of times. My biggest pet peeve, and this goes more with, um, I would say like employee, is when I know how like employees think or how they work, and I try to stop something from happening, and then it still happens. And I have to deal with it. 
That's my biggest pet. That irritates me too. You say like there's a pothole five feet ahead. Right. Go around it. Right. And they walk right up to it and jump in it. Right. Mm -hmm. So mine is like, I mean, some of my biggest throwdowns in the history of having our business have Mm -hmm. been around around this. Mm -hmm. Like I will say, hey, this order is coming in. Do this with this order. Okay. Yes. Then I'll leave a note. Remember, we talked about that order that's coming in. It's coming in tomorrow. Do this with it. And then all of a sudden, it's like they never remembered that and did something totally Mm -hmm. different with it. And then I have to like go back and correct the pieces. Mm -hmm. That is like, I don't know. And it's the reason why it's my biggest pet peeve is because I knew what was going to happen. Like, we've gone through this before. I knew what was going to happen, and I tried to prevent it over and over, and then it still happened. Here we are. Makes me flip my mm-hmm. shit. I have, yeah. I've flipped over that before, yeah. too. That, we still call one of them. Remember back in the mm-hmm. day, the garden story. I, yeah. That, that can was, exhaust me. Yeah. It was a whole thing. But that was, I have to say, like, in McDonald land, I feel like... I was faced with that even more yeah. because it was bigger and more people and more stupid. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like there was so many more and it was just, it just blew my mind. Right. Because back then what I did was a lot of group, group text, mm-hmm. you know, say this is happening. Make sure this is done or this new products rolling out this day. Make we sure it's done. Mm-hmm. But you know, smart people catch on really. Well, fast. you know, our the last time that this really happened was, I mean, it was a huge blow up. Mm-hmm. So, for example, we had an office person no longer with us because of this one event, and we had a manager and an office mm-hmm. person at the warehouse. And I said, "Hey, there's an order of lamps coming in tomorrow, or like." They're coming in this week is how it started. Mm-hmm. Order lamps is coming in this week. When those come in, do not put them online. Because it was like summertime, we were having a sale. It was sale. Mother's Day week. We were having a sale. And I said, these lamps, I already know, are going to sell out immediately when I put them online. So do not put them online when they come in during our sale. There is no reason to discount a brand new product that I know is going to sell out. Okay. I left a note with that whole detail on there. Then I was checking emails the night before and I saw the tracking. So I emailed to the office. Hey, the lamps we talked about. Important was the subject line. Important. Important read me was the subject line. And I said, hey, the lamps we talked about are arriving tomorrow according to the tracking. Remember, do not put them online because, you know, me on the backside, I'm like, they're going to put the damn lamps online. Mm -hmm. Even though we already talked about it, we're going to put them online. So I'm sitting at home the next day, and all of a sudden, I start seeing orders come in for the damn lamps. They put them online. They put them online. So then I call up, why are the lamps online? Do you know what this employee had? I'll just, we won't go into all the details, but. Sent us a message. Sent me a text message. Well, we need a better way to communicate. After I had emailed Told her in person and left a message. Mm-hmm. All hell broke loose from there. Mm-hmm. That's the end of that story. Um, in my personal pet peeve, like day-to-day life pet peeve that really gets under my skin, and we've touched on this before, is social media and people spreading 
I love social media for mm-hmm. um, learning things or demos or mm-hmm. DIYs or whatever. I love to find things that I didn't know how to do, what to mm-hmm. do or whatever. But my biggest pet peeve are those people who spread false, like, I'm not saying false information, but false techniques on how no, to do No, it things. is false. Some of it is false information. Yeah, but I'm referring to like DIY projects or Me, home decor or what. Like, just they wrong. Just Some make, just wrong. It's just wrong. And I'm like, you are, and then when I see more and more people, it's like one person starts it and then someone else shares it. I'm like, this and is some wrong. some of them are big accounts and it's like influencing hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. And you're telling them to do something wrong, like washing pumpkins in a sink. Oh, it is. Oh, can we finally talk about, no, we need to wait a little we bit. We got to wait a little bit. Don't, but. Don't ever wash a pumpkin in the sink. Don't float your pumpkin in Uh -uh. the sink. And don't use scotch tape on a planter to do a flower arrangement. Right. I saw, okay, for example, the other day, here's a good one. I saw a very big account on Instagram trying to show you how to arrange flowers. She was using floral foam, fresh flowers and floral foam. She was using the floral foam, the styrofoam for fake flowers instead of the fresh floral foam. And then... Oh, oh my gosh. You know what I'm saying? There's two different foams. Yeah, there's two foams. There's the foam, Oasis. foam for fresh flowers yeah. that absorbs water, and then the foam dry. for dry, for faux flowers that doesn't absorb water. And then second of all, she was pouring the water over the foam, which you don't do because mm-hmm. it doesn't absorb it. You If you're using... Fresh it traps floral the air foam. in the foam. You soak it in water and let it sink, and it will on absorb. its own. She was pouring it over. First of all, it didn't even absorb any water because it just rolled off because it was a block of styrofoam. And then she put fresh flowers in it. And I was like, "How did she even get the stems to go know. in that hard stuff?" I don't know because you know it's kind of hard because it's for securing. But that's the sort of thing. Oh, I can't wait to hear who did that. Yeah. That's the sort of thing that just. Oh, it irritates the hell out of me. It drives me. I mean, I want to do a reel and just call them out and tag them on it. It's like, here's what you... We should start an anonymous account and do like (laughs) calling people out. Well, I just don't... can't do it on our account. No, I don't think it's nice to tell people things that are blatantly wrong. I mean, there's lots of things. There's many ways to skin a cat, but sometimes there's just... The wrong way to do st- certain things. Yeah. I got another. And this one is directed specifically at you. Spe- it's, it's specifically directed yeah, at me. Specifically at you. <sighs> what is the age difference between Stephen and Dylan? Oh, don't you love that question? I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Specifically, the age difference is none of your damn business. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> The age difference is actually 23 years. So you're 50. I'm 50. He's 27. Right. Mm -hmm. Daniel and I, since we're answering it, are five years apart. Mm -hmm. I'm 42. Daniel's 37. So in our friend group, we have Dylan is 27. Daniel's 37. I'm 42. Stephen is 50. Mm -hmm. So there you go. The burning question. And I never dated young. Yeah. Um, was completely against it. Um, 
you know, we've been together for over four years. Mm-hmm. Um, first year, I tried to break up with him like three times. <laughs> you just, did? <laughs> just not only because of age. Right. You were like, you need to find someone. And honestly, I finally just kind of gave up. But in all, being totally honest, he is like a 90-year-old man trapped <laughs> in a 27-year-old He's body. not a 90-year-old, but he is an old soul. In yeah, a, in a young body, he fits in very perfectly. Yeah, he's, very, he's a homebody. Yeah, he's not a partier. Right. Not. He's not your typical twenty. No, 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 at all. Not at all. Even his, even his parents are like y'all are like perfect. Mm-hmm. Which is weird, but yeah, it does work. And thankfully, he he and his siblings are eleven and a half years apart. So thankfully, his parents are. A lot older than me. <laughs> They're not a lot older than you. They're like 10 years older than you. No, like no. 13 years. Okay. I mean. So it's not like you're. It's exactly, not uncomfortable. It's not like you're his parents' age. Hanging no, out. no, no. <laughs> thankfully. Thankfully. That could get awkward. I didn't think about, about that. Part. Yeah. And my ex, I had, a, I had an ex of 12 years. And it was funny because his dad was engaged one time and his fiance was the same age as my ex mm-hmm. and then he married a woman and her parents are his age oh well so i mean i guess it's whatever hey, it's whatever works it is whatever works you know it's just a number um i got this question from i start this was the first question i didn't go in order and i wrote down k on instagram and then on the rest of the questions i forgot to put the names each time we do a q a i start saying i'm going to Put like so and so asked. Oh. I didn't, but Kay asked this one. What is the largest order you have ever placed with a wholesaler for our business? Um, I, I would say our holiday order. I think we have one. We have one in our book right now, and it's almost sixty four thousand dollars. Yeah, I think uh, that's probably the largest single. single order yeah now but a lot look, of times with vendors like furniture we'll do say at market we'll do more than that but we spread them out in multiple orders over yeah whatever. so some vendors we spend hundreds of thousands yeah literally and our whole like holiday fall holiday decor this year we spent roughly almost half a million dollars mm-hmm. Because I know people are like, how much are y'all ordering, whatever. That, But then again, you have to think that's for two retail stores and an online store. It's not. It's a lot, but it's not, not for what it is. When you divide it up. And, and, and that people, doesn't include, that holiday is like holiday decor. That doesn't include like when we were just at market and ordered gift items, everyday items. Yeah, that's or just holiday ornaments season. and that's ornaments Hicks, and nutcrackers, and, and that is trees and that Santa's is decor. pumpkins, pumpkin mm-hmm. stems. That holiday specific for fall and mm-hmm. Christmas holiday. Mm-hmm. And Just the other thing is, several people have asked, "Are how, what is our budget? How do we go into it?" And there that's is, hard. Yeah. So for a budget, what we typically do, we did do, say, for holiday season. We look back at, like, what was our sales last year for the holiday season, which for us starts about 
mid-August. I think we calculated it based on September mm-hmm. through um, December. Like, what were our sales? What is that equal in product that we need? Okay, and we want to grow. What's a good growth rate? Because you, if you don't have it, you can't sell it. And that's basically what we tried to buy off of. Mm-hmm. As a judgment, but you also have to go on gut. You have to go on things like, well, we're going to order a little bit more than we need because you don't get everything like with vendors. Um, like if you followed along, we ordered our fall and Christmas decor. Again, specific talking about ornaments, pumpkins, that sort of thing, not gift items. But we ordered all that decor in January when we were at market. Well, when we go to showrooms, then the products are samples. All they do is have samples made. And we go through an order. But if enough people don't order a particular item, then that item may never get produced. So you have to order a little extra Mm -hmm. just because it may not get produced or they may run out of an item before it gets to you or something could happen. So, And some things we just know, like we've been doing it for so many years, some things we just know in our head, this is what it's going to be. Like, for example, when I order coffee table books, I always order those. I know yeah. that order is going to be somewhere between eight and $1,200. Right. And you know that's going to be that's one perfect, round. That's, that's going to last us a couple of months. That's the perfect number. Amount. And we just fine tune it over time, like how quick you run out of things. And with holiday, you only have one chance. You can't really reorder a lot of holiday. So you got to have it or don't. And so what we do at the end of the year, we're like, oh, we sold out of this type of item or these items. Like as soon as we did our launch in October for Christmas, for example, and we should have had a lot more of those. Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's items we're like, what mm, the hell? It took us a long time to, we finally sold them, but it took us all we're season done. to sell them. We don't need as much of that item or that color or whatever. We look at it based off color. Like we could say, like Steve and I will sit down. Have you noticed like um, this particular color we sold out of, but then we have the same item in this color and no one really bought it or it was a lot slower or we had to put it on sale or it didn't sell until it was on sale so we yeah, it's weird we just analyze all of that and mm-hmm. that's how we do our buying. and so much of it is just in our heads gut yeah. and feel feel yeah. for what sales this is similar to that they'll like this because they like that and mm-hmm. then you just keep going ah so here's a good question what design trend did you or do you like but wouldn't admit to liking so a design trend that you maybe from the past or present that you don't want to admit that you like, but you did like it. I have mine. And it, I don't know. I don't have one. Shag carpet. Shag carpet. I loved it. Yeah. I, shag carpet. I wasn't really. That wasn't a thing when I was. I loved it. I had the prettiest in my bedroom. Did it you was, rake it? I remember people. Yeah, it was blue. It. it was a multi. It was like light blue, medium blue, and dark blue mm-hmm. shag. It was so pretty. But it was long. Can you imagine the it crap would... that was caught in there? Because you couldn't this... vacuum them. How you did you could, clean? but you had to put it. It was a whole cluster. It looked really pretty after you vacuumed it. But it just is gross. I yeah. mean... I'm not a carpet person of any length. Mm, I would never like put that in my home now like my parents house i think we talked about was that the previous episode with the wallpaper when we bought it in the 94 it had the berber carpet 
You remember Berber? Berber carpet? Yeah, I hate Berber. I hated that. It picks. Yeah, it picked, and it also just looked matted down to me. I'm surprised you're a shag carpet kind of gal. I'm not now, but I liked it when I had it. I think it was that time, you know, when I first got old enough to pick out something. Yeah. For myself. Oh, did you pick it out? Yes. Oh. Loved it. Loved it. My trim in my bedroom was like a medium blue. Mm -hmm. The walls were like a a little lighter blue. Mm -hmm. And then I had that car. It was really a pretty room. It was very blue. Yeah. But it was good looking, actually. I don't know that I have a trend. Is there a trend? Do you know something for me that I secretly like or have like? Let me think. I'm sure there's something. Something tacky. I'm sure it's tacky. No. I don't think there's any nothing that comes to mind um, that I'm like, oh, I secretly like that but can't do it sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, the carpet was just... Uh, Here's another one that's home-related. Um, what are your home must-haves? Like, what in your home can you not live without? Air conditioning. Oh, well, I mean, I think that's everyone's. Air conditioning and heat. For me, the number one thing, if you're like, okay, we're going to strip you down, besides air conditioning, heat, and electricity. Okay. And Wi-Fi. (laughs) Those things. The number one thing for me is really good bedding. Like, I have to have a comfortable pillow. You know, I talked about it on stories. I take my pillow when I travel. I have to have good mattress and good feeling sheet or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just me good too. bedding. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely, as you like to call me, bougie in that area. Yeah. And it's your fault because we sold some very expensive bedding quite a few years ago, mm-hmm. John Robshaw. Mm-hmm. Very nice. And we quit selling. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I think we can order for at a designer discount, but it ain't even worth it for me. Mm-hmm. And I'd still buy those sheets. Yeah. And they're embarrassingly expensive. So when I got my first real job after graduating college and I moved to Atlanta, when I got my first paycheck from my real job, mm-hmm. I went to Macy's and bought, I don't know how much I spent on bedding. I mean, it was... It was a lot for you at the time. Yeah. I mean, I had to charge it. It was probably more than my first paycheck. But that was my first big splurge. felt so good. It felt so good. Even Daniel, because I had those same sheets, you know, because I only lived there a couple of mm-hmm. years and whatever. But I had those same, that same bedding when Daniel and I first met. And when the other day, he was like, I want, I want our bed to feel like it did when I first met you and you had your house and your previous house or whatever. And I was like, God, I need to go splurge on. Mm-hmm. It was just a cloud. It hugged you. Mm-hmm. You just did not want to get out. But I spent, I mean, I probably realistically spent like $3,000 on the bedding because mm-hmm. I bought the bed top I loved having, which we don't have anymore. And I need to get one again. I had a feather mattress topper. Mm-hmm. Then I had the nice, nice, nice sheets, nice feather comforter, nice duvet, and it was just like mm-hmm. slipping into a cloud. Mm-hmm. And that's There's nothing like it. That's my must-have. And I like. See, I don't. I don't want like these really thin, extremely high thread count sheets. Right. I want those nice, good quality, crisp mm-hmm. cotton. 
but still feel good. Yeah. Yeah. That thread count used to be the rule back in the day. Oh, get a high yeah, thread count. But that can, it can be wrong. Too. It can, they can be really cheap. Yeah. They can feel plastic. Yeah. Almost. So I like the, um, I like John Robshaw. I think yeah. they're good. They're fair. I mean, four or $500 for a nice set of sheets, mm-hmm. but they will last for we still have 20. Those, we still have John Robshaw on our guest beds. Daniel and I. Me own. too. Yeah. I have them from when we sold them because they're not used. Daniel, this is funny to admit that on, and I love, it is so comfortable. We need a new mattress because I've never liked the mattress that we have, but our bedding is so comfortable and we actually have the Betty's <laughs> bedding, which you made fun of because it's mm-hmm. the one that you zip up around the the it, edge. I hate it. But a lot of people love the cre- the clean look of it. Like people who've seen it on Instagram really like it. Um hate it. Steven doesn't like it because mm-hmm. he wants something. It looks fluffy. like a child's room it, to me. We love the feel of it. And no one comes in our room. No one's seen our bedroom except for you. And I mean, it's fine yeah. for you. It's just not for me. It is. The other really home must have bougie splurge that I always splurge on is a really good coffee maker, espresso machine. Mm -hmm. And I'm getting ready and I'm getting ready to be bougie right up there with you. Yeah. Since Steven has been coming over because we tape these or record these taping. That's really dating me, right? We record these podcasts at my house. So every time he comes over, I make him a coffee from our bougie coffee maker. And And I gave you such a hard time when you bought it. I was like, that's so stupid. And it's crazy. Once you have this coffee, it is hard to have a curated coffee. We went straight to the showroom at Market and got me a coupon code to get me one. Right. Because at market, sounds, they won't sell them wholesale unless you're like a distributor, but they will give you a coupon code. But and it's hard to justify because it is a lot of money. It's like a Cadillac of a coffee espresso machine. And, but here's the thing, they are thousands of dollars, but mm-hmm. they last for many, 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 many years. And right. when you get tired of it, you can trade it in like a car. That's true. You can. That's what the guy was telling us. I didn't know that, but you could trade it in. But I'm very happy with mine. There's nothing. So we actually have both. We have a Keurig. Um, I haven't used that in forever, though. Daniel will do that sometimes. On the fly. On the fly. But then we have the espresso coffee maker and uh it's the best so that's mm. my other it is so thing. good and and friends of friends of mine have one as well and i was just telling wesley today i was over and i was like oh i want a coffee because i saw that damn machine that i'm ordering <laughs> over there and it's so good you really don't even need cream or sugar or anything it almost makes the coffee so decadent creamy smooth. Yeah. well and you also have to have a really good quality coffee for it too because you're using espresso Mm -hmm. even if you make a coffee you're using espresso roasted beans Mm -hmm. so it makes it like so good smooth i got another question for you to put you on the spot so this person asked wesley when you get your private pilot's license do you think steven or daniel will fly with you so when i get my license eventually Mm -hmm. which i'm working on Mm -hmm. will you fly with me for sure. And then I'm getting mine too. So yes. would you Steven's, fly with me? Yeah. After go after going through the training, like, yeah, if you can get your license, I'll fly with you. Actually, well, and I'll have mine, so yeah. I'll know what to do. <laughs> Actually, um, funny, 
that question comes up, Dylan sent me or this morning showed me a plane for sale. He was like, Oh, I found you guys a plane. Oh, you buy the plane and I'll fly. I think that I think I like that idea. Yeah. And then you can just I'll train you. I <laughs> I have always wanted to fly yeah, since so I was a kid. Steven actually has always wanted to. And I was like, ah, I don't know. But then like the more we talked about it and really what really got me to really wanting to do it is last summer, we all went to Hilton Head and we mm-hmm. separately, Daniel and I did it together and you and Dylan mm-hmm. and your no, family yeah. did it together, but mm-hmm. separately at the same week mm-hmm. took a... Um, helicopter tour of Hilton Head. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is so cool. But I, I didn't it. really want to fly. I don't have a desire to fly a helicopter in any way. I don't know. That just seems a little, that doesn't, helicopters to me is if you're just flying them around, like a little, you're not going to fly that l- long term. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm going to say? Like a plane, I could fly from here to Florida, to the Florida house mm-hmm. or whatever. Something like that's more desire. Or if I'm like, oh, I want to make a quick trip to see my family in Tennessee, something Mm -hmm. like that. That's why I like the idea of flying. Mm -hmm. So that's what got it, really got it started. But you've always talked about. Always. I've always wanted to fly. I don't, that, that was just. And then you had clients, real estate clients that you were talking to about it that were mm-hmm. in the industry and you mm-hmm. were explaining it to me. And I was like, oh, and so then I just started. And then a a McDonald's owner that I worked with, was a colleague of mine mm-hmm. here in South Carolina flew Air Force One, yeah, and so that him. made it worse. Like right. that made me want to do it even more. Hearing all of his flying stories, and yeah, I was like, oh. so I just think it's the ultimate freedom. Yeah, so I'm in the m- middle right now of getting my pilot license, and my I haven't even started private pilot license. I'm loving it. It's been quite like I thought I would go into it and be like okay I can get it in like a few months and I guess you could in an ideal world and it's not that I'm not learning it but there's things that like if you know first up it was weather like I would I was like oh I'm going into summer I can fly four days because our schedule is very flexible Mm -hmm. and you only have to each lesson's like two hours at a time so it's not a huge time commitment so I'm like oh I can do that in the middle of the day still make it to the warehouse still do that but then I would schedule out like oh I'm gonna fly Monday through Friday and then all week long it would rain or we'd have crazy (laughs) wind or something Mm -hmm. so that would delay it and then I did switch instructors mine ended up leaving you know, when you, I'm working with a flight school and they get instructors who are building hours to move on to like, you know, the airline industry. So you might go through a couple of different um, instructors and that can be a little bit, you know, setback or like we've been out of town for market and that sort of thing. So I'm like in the middle of it right now, um, but I'm loving it. And I can't wait to get to that point where I do get my license. It's kind of crazy. Like I'll have days like, oh, I'm not going to get this. And then the next day it all clicks and I'm like, oh, I am going to get this. And then I'm excited to keep yeah, going. I think I'm going to probably start my lessons uh, next spring. Yeah. I would start like February sort of time and then because we're slower then mm-hmm. and then you can get into the summer month. Hopefully mm-hmm. I have my. How own. hot is it in the plane? Um. Okay. So we're flying little Cessnas, which are like little go-karts in mm-hmm. the air. Um. So they don't have, have air conditioner, but they have vents. So the hot part is when you're on the ground and you're doing the checks and you're waiting to, 
you know, to depart and take off and that sort of thing, it is hot, like in a tin can. But once you're up and flying, it's very comfortable. Like it's not because it's so much cooler, you know, the higher you go mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And there's vents. So you're not it's semi comfortable. It's like riding in a car with the window down. I mean, you know, you can mm-hmm. get a, a a breeze. So it's not bad. But mm-hmm. so you'll be flying with me one day. So we have to have a plane with air. <laughs> You're gonna That's have to I'm add. Hearing. You're gonna have to add to the budget for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, get us one with AC in yeah, it. Yeah, I need AC. We just need a small one with a little AC, and we'll mm. be flying in no time. Flying high. I can't wait. <laughs> Are you ready to land this baby? I'm ready to Pull land it, it over. Oh, we can have a who's flying episode <laughs> <laughs> to our podcast. Oh my, oh my gosh. Thank you for being here. Remember to leave us a review wherever you're listening to your podcast. You can give us a star rating. Some places, depending on where you are listening, you can also leave a written review. And that really helps us, helps us stand out and get noticed. And we really appreciate it. Remember to check the show notes below for all the details we may have talked about and our hotline number. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.